Welcome to our next Hakel podcast, number 11, labeled Classic Take, where we will take a fundamental concept of Mashiach and try to get more familiar with it. How will jealousy disappear? One of the things that we know that Rambam himself, one of the details that he includes regarding the days of Mashiach, which are the defining hallmark of the future times, is he says, At that time there won't be any hunger and War, there won't be any competition, jealousy, because good things will be given in abundance, and the whole, all delicacies, all things that give a person pleasure will be as plentiful, as, as available as the dust. So Dramam is explaining one of the way how he describes the days of Mashiach, the hallmark of that day, which Dramam doesn't mention so clearly regarding open miracles and supernatural events. But uh, even according to Dramam, the most fundamental description of the future times is that there won't be any jealousy, there won't be any animosity, the whole world won't be fighting with each other, will be living in peace with each other, and they will all be serving Hashem. So there's... We know that in general, the idea of peace and unity that will reign in the future is one of the fundamental prophecies of the future. There will be peace in the world. And there's many, many aspects of it, many dimensions and explanations. I want to zoom in, focus on one particular aspect, which is the fact that there won't be any kina v'tachlis, jealousy and competition. Um, Now, let's just understand, we know that as human beings, it's very normal that we are jealous of what other people have. This is a very natural instinct that human beings have. We actually find when Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah and he's arguing with the angels, explaining to them that they don't need the Torah. So he explains to them, you know, he says, uh, look at the Aseres Adibris, the Ten Commandments, is all talking about, you know, things that only relate to, to human beings. You know, there's not to worship idols. Obviously, he says, tells the angels, you worship idols. It says, keep Shabbos. You do work six days a week, you would have to keep Shabbos. You know, she um, speaks about honoring parents. Do, you, do angels have parents? It says not to kill, not to steal, right? So he says you have jealousy. Is the jealousy amongst you? Is there a yetsarhara amongst you? Is there a evil inclination amongst you, right? The Torah is telling us not to steal, not to kill, not to desire what other people have. We're obviously talking the Torah was meant for human beings which have these basic character traits of jealousy and, you know, that could lead them to steal, to want to take what other people have. And the title is given to help us refine our character and to improve ourselves and to overcome these temptations. So je- jealousy is a very um, normal thing, so to say. When Mashiach will come, jealousy won't exist. So why won't it exist? So the truth is there are a number of, uh, of, of details over here, there's a number of dimensions. We'll start with the Rambam, which is the one I mentioned first. And the Rambam explains that when Mashiach will come, there won't be any hunger, there won't be any war. Now, one of the things that leads usually to war, the people fighting, is that there's jealousy, there's animosity. People think that someone has something that belongs to me, or I want to grab territory that belongs to someone else, whatever, you know, or any other circumstance between friends, siblings, and so on and so forth. So Dramam is explaining that in order, part of the understanding that there won't be war, there will be peace in the world, 
is that there won't, uh, there won't be any jealousy. Why won't there be jealousy? So the Ramam gives a very simple explanation. He says, Everyone will have enough, there'll be plenty. The idea of jealousy means that I have something that you don't have. When everything is available for everyone, there's no reason to fight. There's no animosity that's generated. I, there's nothing to be jealous of if I have whatever, whatever you have as well. So there won't be any jealousy. There won't be room for war, right? I mean, wars could be explained many different causes of wars, but on a basic physical level, wars are start because of animosity. You know, one nation wants more territory or whatever it is. They, they feel the other country took away something from them. When Mashiach will come, everyone will have whatever they need. There won't be this feeling of lack, of needing what someone else has. There won't be jealousy, there won't be wars. The same thing as people fighting with each other. There won't be a reason for people to fight with each other. But the Rambam also adds the words, that all delicacies will be as plentiful as the dust. And the Rebbe explains, I mean, very, there are a number of explanations of what this actually means. Very simply, it means that everything, the word Mitsuyan, which means available, found, means that since, since everything, all delicacies will be so available, so, you know, there'll be, people won't even have a desire, you know, like things are, it's not like, you know, there's, you know, only a few items of this and, you know, it's something which is as available as a dust, so people don't even have a desire for it anymore, you know, something you can get for free, something which is plentiful, you know, you just take for granted that you have it. You don't, you don't care about the fact that somebody else has it, doesn't have it. So that is a simple meaning of a chalma adanam suin kafir that will be available as plentiful as the dust. But it, th- there's a deeper meaning over here that the Rebbe adds, which is that Rambam is also saying that adanam suin kafir, in our eyes, we will view delicacies, we will view luxury as earth, as something not important. And therefore, we won't desire what other people have. In other words, there's a very simple physical reason why there won't be jealousy, because everyone will have whatever, some, whatever other people have. We'll all be on the same boat. But furthermore, sometimes it's not enough, because sometimes, you know, I'm, I think maybe the other person has something that I don't have. Maybe I'm unaware of some special type of thing that maybe somebody else does have. But when somebody's whole focus is, on, is, is he doesn't care about physical needs, physical delicacies, physical pleasures, so automatically there's no room for jealousy, for competition. That's, you know, I have whatever is out there, and, and I'm not thinking too much about, in general, about enjoying physical luxury. So what do I care? That, and try to think that maybe there's somebody else that, you know, surpassed me, has a better house than me, has a better car than me, if... I, you know, I have a nice house, have a nice car, and besides that, I don't even care about my what, what my house and car look like. So I'm obviously not going to be jealous or try to think of reasons to be jealous of what someone else has. So the Rebbe said, Ramam is trying to say it's not just enough that everything will be plentiful, because some people, you know, even if they have a lot, there's always, you know, this little voice inside of them that says maybe somebody else has more. In order to really eradicate jealousy altogether, to root it out from its core, there has to be a deeper point. It's not just that everyone has everything, but that people don't care about physical luxury, about physical pleasure. They view it as dust, as something unimportant. And therefore, there's no, no one's going to be jealous or try to think about being jealous 
or try to think someone else has something that I don't have if I don't care for that thing anyway. Now, this is something which is very important to understand. Why will delicacies be viewed in our eyes as dust? So, there's one simple explanation you could say, and very, you know, we call balabatish, very, very basic, which you could say, you know, when something is so plentiful, so you lose your desire of running after it. You know, if everyone has the, the nicest cars in town, there's trucks being pulled out and giving, giving each person three or four of them. So you're not going to start thinking about, you know, uh, you, you lose your appetite for it. It's, it's, it's there. It's, it's, it's not something to look forward to anymore. It's as plentiful as it does. Something that you have so readily available, you lose interest in it. It's Mitsuyan Kaffer. It's as, since it's as available as the dust, so, you know, you don't focus on it anymore. But that's, you know, very, doesn't really go too deep. But the Rebbe says, the reason why I'll be in our eyes as the dust is because the whole world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. When people are filled with the knowledge of Hashem, they realize that there's something really important in life, then they don't run after physical luxury. Physical luxury and jealousy and competition is all based because a person thinks that this is important. And, you know, my pride, my ego, or my success in life is, is, uh, is proven by the fact that I have the most beautiful house, the most beautiful car, or whatever else that's out there. But when I realize that there's a higher goal in life, and I don't, and, and I, I become very strongly aware of that, then I really don't care less about everything else. Other things don't define who I am, what I am. I don't run after them anymore. I'm obviously not going to be jealous or think of maybe somebody else has more of that. So according to the Rebbe, one, a deeper insight in the Rambam's words that all delicacies will be as found as dust, which the Rebbe explains to mean that they'll be viewed as dust, is because the Rambam goes on to explain how the whole world, the whole sole occupation of the world will be, of the world will be to be aware of Hashem, so there won't be, people won't care about physicality anymore, and therefore they will, um, there won't be any room for jealousy. Jealousy comes from ego, from, from you know, I want this because, you know, makes me feel better that I have this and you don't have it. You know, this is something that I feel is important. And I want to have it. When Mashiach will come and realize what's really important is Hashem, and everything else will become meaningless. So this is in the Ramam's words in uh, in in Hilchas um, Mulachim, where he explains why there won't be any animosity, any jealousy, and, and the competition. How the Rebbe explains it. Now, the, the Rebbe goes a little deeper, and this is a, a very fundamental point as well. Rebbe says that all of the above seemingly only explains why there won't be any jealousy or competition regarding physical items. What about spiritual items? What about learning Taita? What about, you know, we find in, there's a pasuk kinasei from Tabechachma that jealousy of scribes increases wisdom. There's such a thing of so quote-unquote a, a good jealousy or a jealousy that could be used out for good things that people, you know, are jealous of righteous tzaddikim, of righteous people, and they want to emulate them. There is, so to say, you know, whether it's po completely positive or not, but there is such a concept of jealousy that's used out in a good way. So what about spiritual jealousy? Will that also be gone when Mashiach will come? Will that also ex will, will that exist when Mashiach will come or not? 
seemingly when in a time when the whole world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem as water covers the sea, so yeah, we wouldn't care about physical things. But maybe I'll be jealous if there's someone that knows more Torah than me. Maybe I'll be jealous if there's someone that's a greater prophet than me. And maybe there's nothing wrong with that jealousy. That jealousy, if it's channeled in the right way, would just propel me to grow higher, to try to increase my spiritual level, my spiritual heights, and I should be able to match up with that other person. So the Rebbe discussed this in Tashim and Tess. The Rebbe spoke about it a few times. And it seems that the Rebbe's final uh, understanding is that even jealousy on holy thing, for holy things won't exist. Why not? So here is where the real punchline comes in. The Rebbe says, as long as I am an entity, I feel my own existence. Even if my existence is a holy existence, but it's my existence, so someone else has something that I don't have, so I'm going to want to have it. But the moment that I lose my sense of self, it's not about me anymore, it's just about Hashem. At that point, if it's I, my personal existence, not about me anymore, it's not about my personal achievement. So at that point, there is, if my existence, so to say, merges with the divine, at that point, all I feel is Eibishter. So my existence, so to say, goes in the shadows. I'm now one with Hashem. It's just about Hashem. There's no reason to be jealous of someone else. I'm not feeling my, my existence anymore. So the ultimate level of spiritual awareness in the future won't just, it's not just going to be that we will be aware of spiritual existence of the Eibishter, the whole world will be focused on the Eibishter, so we won't focus on physical needs, so we won't be jealous of each other, we won't fight on each other for I want this, you want that, on physical items. But even spiritual items, the ultimate level of not knowing Hashem means that knowing Hashem, Deus Hashem, coming one with Hashem, knowing Hashem, Das, as Noach Siddur says, the word Das, knowledge, means to become one with. And as the Rambam brings the Pasuk, that the knowledge of Hashem will fill the world like water covers the sea, which means, as Rabbi explains, that the, the ocean bed becomes nullified, becomes loses its self-entity, it just becomes completely covered, becomes submerged, transformed into a sea. Similarly, the existence of the Jewish people and the world at large will become so submerged in the divine, so submerged in spirituality that we won't feel that it's about us. It's not going to be, oh, I achieved, I became connected to the Abishad, I understand. It's about your experience, you're becoming one with the divine. I'm losing my sense of self. I'm losing my sense of self. I'm not jealous of you. I'm not uh, trying to outdo you. I'm not trying to, you know, measure myself with you. I'm one, you know, it's, 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 my own sense of self is gone. It's just the Abishad. So this is the most profound reason of why there won't be jealousy, even in spiritual matters as well. The Rebbe explains this, if you want to put this in a little bit different terms, the Rebbe says that when it comes to knowledge, right, we know that when Mashiach will come, the world will be filled with the, with the knowledge of Hashem as water covers the sea. Knowledge is something which, which, from one hand, when people are involved in pursuit of wisdom, so they... They're not interested in physical things anymore, right? The true chachamim, the true people, even the by the goyim that were interested in, in, in wisdom, they left behind all physical pleasures, all physical needs, and just devoted themselves to wisdom. 
But in wisdom, usually what happens is when someone has, you know, really learned something and he becomes connected with a certain idea of wisdom, so he's going to disagree very strongly if he, with someone which he feels is getting that wisdom wrong, right? Wisdom, from one, obviously wisdom is a source of peace in the sense of when it comes to physical matters. When people are all involved in wisdom, they're not going to argue about physical matters. But in spiritual matters, on the contrary, there could be competition. Because we're so involved in, in, in wisdom, understanding Hashem, I understand this way, you understand that way. So just saying that the world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem doesn't necessarily exclude the fact that there might be some arguments, you know, holy arguments within the knowledge of Hashem itself. There could be, you no. Know, I understand this way, you understand this way. You know, wisdom, if the wisdom is connected with my understanding, then there's differences of understanding, so Debeshe created it. That, there could be room for arguments or spiritual arguments, you know, in a very nice and friendly way, but there's still arguments. We're not completely, uh, there's, there's no peace at that level of, of spiritual wisdom. The Rebbe says, this is the Chidush, this is the, 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 the ultimate, the, the, this, the, the, the Rebbe says, the reason why the Pasuk adds the words, not just the world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. We find that people that are very smart and very into their wisdom, they could very strongly argue when, or, you know, when, to someone that disagrees with them. But the Pasuk adds that be, the world will be filled with knowledge of Hashem, like water covers the sea. Like water covers the sea means that the wisdom that we will understand will, will nullify our sense of self. It will be like water that covers the sea. It's not going to be that I contain the water. I understand the wisdom. The water will completely surround us, will become submerged in the water. That type of wisdom is a different type of wisdom. It's I lose myself in the wisdom. It's not about me. I understand this way. You understand that way. We argue. At this point, we are submerged in the knowledge of Hashem and we lose our entity, our understanding, our chachmas, in a way of bittles, in a way that the more I understand, the more I lose my sense of self, the more I become submerged in the idea itself and I feel less myself. It's about the idea, it's about the Ebishter. So then, obviously, that type of understanding doesn't lead room to fights. On the contrary, it leads room to ultimate peace. So this is the way the Rebbe explains in the Rambam, which is all hinted and alluded to in the different words of the Rambam, the Rambam uses in this halacha, explaining why there won't be jealousy when Mashiach will come. Um, there are other explanations in other sources. I'll mention them. Mention one explanation, interesting explanation. There's a medrash that says that when Mashiach will come, the Pasuk says, I will give you a new heart. I'll give you a heart of flesh. And the Medrash that says that Basar means which basically means that a person will despise or not be interested in what someone else has. And the Medrash explained that the way Debushi created the world, Debushi created the world that each, each person finds favor with what he has. It says that for example, that the people that live in a certain place, so, you know, okay, obviously a lot of times it's people that are unhappy with their surroundings and they leave, but David Shemay, that a lot of people that live in a place, a certain thing that, there's a certain grace that place has on the people that live there. That's why some people live in a place, somebody says, you live there? How's it possible for you to live there? 
And that person is happy where he lives. Abisha made it that when somebody has something, the same thing says, a woman finds grace in her husband's eyes. Maybe some other people won't find this woman so graceful, but her husband finds her very graceful. Abishter made that the things that belong to a person, a person has a certain appreciation for them, even though other people might not have it. So the, the Mepharshim explained that when Mashiach will come, each person will realize that what he has, that's the best thing for him. He will, he, he, when, he will realize when Mashiach comes, and we usually when we're egoistic, when we are you know, self-centered, so we're not happy with what we have. We don't appreciate what we have. And we want, we say, um, that, that other person has something else. Let me have what that other person has. Maybe the grass is greener on the other side. Maybe what the other person has is better than me. When Mashiach will come, our ego will, as we mentioned before, we won't be so strong. We will have a sense of bitter, we'll have a heart of flesh, flesh meaning, you know, there's, there's the opposite of a heart of stone, it's the opposite of being tough. Flesh means somebody that is flexible, that is soft, that is, doesn't feel so strongly in his own self. We will have a heart of flesh, so we will, first of all, we won't, you know, care about the, the fact that somebody else might have something that I might not have. And furthermore, we will come to appreciate that what we have is really what we're supposed to have. And in this vein, it's explained, some of some Sephardim explained that we find that by angels, there's no jealousy, as I mentioned before. Why is there no jealousy? Because each one realizes, this is my avoid. The Malach Machal knows that he's supposed to serve the Abisha with love. Is he jealous that Malach Gavriel serves the Abisha with fear? No, because he knows this is his shaydish, his his creed. He was created with love. This is his, his goal. This is his mission. Malach Gabriel has another mission. When people have that awareness, we won't desire what other people have, whether it's physically or spiritually. So this is another aspect which we could already start. I mean, everything we said before, the truth is that episode already in these days, we could already start living this way of not having jealousy and animosity. And based on the above explanations, maybe we are not living yet in the time where everyone has everything, but at least the spiritual explanations, the deeper explanations, that through pursuing spiritual means and through learning Torah in a way of bittal, it's not about my understanding, it's about becoming one with Hashem, so I don't become jealous of someone else, that he might have accomplished more than me. Similarly, if I appreciate that what I have is given to me because that's what's good for me, and Abisha knows that this is the best thing that I could get, and I doesn't, I, I'm not going to gain anything by having what belongs to someone else. These understandings could help us live with this way now, and we should merit a time when jealousy and warfare and all negative things will be eradicated from the world completely with the coming of Mashiach now. Plastic Take is produced by Tudal's Podcast Productions, producers of The Daily Boost, The Weekly Fabrengen, Power Fabrengen, and Mashiach Mindset Audio, available on all podcast platforms.